This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stay hungry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everyone. I hope um, you're having a good start of your week. I'm excited for today's episode. I have Jess Hartman, Jessica Hartman, on, and she's someone I actually found on Instagram during COVID, and I started following her because she's a designer, um, badass, started her own company, and has completely grown and flourished, and, I'm, and I'm, I love following her. Um, and she's super vulnerable on Instagram, which I also loved, because she talks about you know getting sober, and then she talked about um, finding her biological um, father. And it, her story is so amazing. And I hope that it gives people at home um, a little bit of hope and know that you're not alone if you are going through something like this. Um, and so I'm really excited to have her on. She is so great. So let's get to the show. Jessica Hartman, hello, how are you? I'm great, how are you, Natalie? I'm good, can I call you Jess? I feel like everybody yes. calls you Jess. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, this is so long overdue. We were supposed sure. to do this, yeah, a long time ago, and you know, things came up, but weirdly, I almost feel like I'm actually glad that we waited, because I feel like so much has happened in your life. So I feel like, let's just sort of get into it. So um, you are, so you're from California, right? That's what we talked about a little bit. Yep. Born and raised in Southern California. I'm and, from Ranch yeah. but my husband and I lived in like Orange County, Newport Beach area for like seven years. And then we moved here to Arizona. I, I would never meet. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? Especially both our husbands are like in the restaurant industry. You would have for I, sure thought we would have met in that little OC I, bubble. I know. <laughs> and then you have a daughter. I have a daughter, Berlin. She's seven. And she's so crazy. cute. Oh, my God. I mean, is, is she crazy, though? Or is she like... I don't know. I see your daughter and I feel like... <laughs> Thank you. ...get along so well. Um, and you, your daughter's your only child, too, right? Yes. So I feel like when they're the only girls, they're like extra crazy. But then, I don't know, Hunter's like, she's just like you. I'm like... That, mm. Mm, God. <laughs> uh, did you ever want more kids? Um, I think I go, like, I, I get my little, like, 
baby fever moments. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Like when I see my friends with like really cute kids and like, yeah. but just like, I miss the toddler age. I think a lot, like I see your daughter and I'm like, Oh, I miss that age. Um, but then I remember my pregnancy. My pregnancy was just terrible. I was sick. Was for, I was sick for full eight months. Like could not keep water down, bed rest, really bad sciatic. Like it, what, what Amy Schumer had, right? What, what, what is it called? I don't know what Amy Schumer had, but I just it was like, like she I, just threw up the entire time. I just threw up like the entire time. Yeah. Okay, that's that is awful. And so that like ruined it for me. And I was like, I don't ever want to go through that again. The only godsend was that my pregnancy was a breeze. Like I think I pushed three times when she was out. <laughs> oh, was she was she little? She no, like my water broke, and she was I think like two days early. So she was I want to say seven pounds six ounces. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like going through this, this, um, weird phase, like where I don't really want another one. Like, I don't want to go through like the right. hard parts of another one, yeah. but I feel like I want to give her a sibling. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more doing it for her than me, to be honest with you. And I'm sure, you know, once we have the other baby, it's going to be like, Oh, you're great. But right now I'm like, Oh, yeah, you're the like, idea. can I just fast forward the whole pregnancy? Yeah. Get the baby I'm here. just, <laughs> although I am kind of looking forward to like my, my last firsts, you know, like, oh, this is the last time I'm going to have, mm-hmm. you know, a baby kick and like feel the kicks and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, do. I know. So, okay. And then you moved to um, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. We moved. And to that's where it. you started your company. Yes. Yeah. We started Hartman house. Um, I want to say like a couple months after we got here to Phoenix and it was kind of long overdue. I had started my Instagram page when we lived in Newport and it was literally just a hobby of mine. I wanted, I was waitressing at Tommy Bahamas in Corona Del Mar and um, I needed something that was just for me because I was, Berlin was two at the time and I was home with baby pretty much full time. And then I would serve like three days a week and I was just bored and at home. And I've always loved working on our apartment. And, um, I was just trying to find like cool inventive ways to make it more us because yeah, it was in Corona Del Mar and we had like a really pretty, like you could see the ocean from our balcony, but it was very dated, like popcorn ceilings, carpeted throughout, no upgraded appliances, just uh, mirrored slider, sliding closets. So I was like, oh my gosh, what can I do to be inventive and still do things that are affordable, but also make this a little bit more me. And I, created the Instagram page and just shared the little things that I was doing. And it just like took off kind of took off. And then the more that I shared, the more people would ask me for design services. And I said no for like a year. It was like, I absolutely do not want to decorate <sighs> anybody else's home. I only want to do mine. Um, it's almost like, you know, when you're like planning your wedding, people were like, Oh, you should be a wedding planner. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so after saying no for like a year, when we got to Arizona, Hunter was like, maybe you should, you know, look into this. Maybe this is something that we, you should consider doing. And so, yeah, I kind of started with like, sweet. He pushed you into it kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like he nudged you. It's funny because in the beginning when I created the Instagram page, I mean, this was Instagram four years ago, so it was way different than it is now. Yeah. Um, when I told him like, I'm going to create an Instagram just for my home decor, he was like. You do you like uh-huh. go for it. have fun. Like he had no neither of us knew like what it was 
like what the potential could be. And it was really just. And, what, and he was working in the, um, like we said, like in the food industry. So how yeah. did he transition from so working there to now working with you guys? So in Newport, he was like GM of Seoul. And um, when we moved out here, he got offered a position over at the Fairmont Scottsdale Princess as one of their general managers of um, a restaurant called Toro. And he was there for, I want to say, two or three, three years, three years at Toro and absolutely loved it. You know, he's been in the restaurant industry probably like almost 20 years. We just kept getting really busy with clients and uh, we were taking on more in-home clients and he was simultaneously working as a GM at Toro. And I'm, I mean, your husband's a chef, so I'm sure you know the crazy hours. Um, he was yeah. working probably like, I don't know, 60 hours a week plus over there at Toro. And then also working like a good 30 hours a week with us, um, helping with installs. So like doing feature walls and, you know, tile and electrical and. Did he know how to do that? He, or did like he um, taught himself? So his dad, before his dad passed, he was a landscape architect and Hunter just comes from a very creative, handy family. And um, what he didn't know already, he literally can watch a YouTube video and he won't even watch the whole thing. He'll watch like five minutes of it and he'll be like, okay, yeah, got it. And he'll learn a skill and then he'll just do it. And the more, the more he him. does it, um, you know, the more he masters it. But like he did the framing in our shop oh, and he had never done a framing we were going to hire a professional and we got the bid for it and he was like I think it was like ten thousand dollars for framing and he was like no I'm just gonna do it and I was like you've never done framing in your life and he was like I think I could do it and he did it and now I mean you would never know that it wasn't done by a professional but so that's how he segued so we, we literally were at the point in the business where it was he had to make the move um, or we just weren't going to be able to continue to take on more business. It was either plateau or he had to make the jump in order for us to continue to grow. And it was like wow. a good, we had been talking about it for probably 10 to 12 months. And he was just really scared because we really relied on that insurance from the Fairmont and we have a daughter. And I think that right. that was his, you know, that was the scariest. Plus we had just bought in a house. We had just purchased our home. Um, so it was all kinds of scary things. And we literally, I told him. And then, by the way, and then working together and like that yeah, dynamic, and right? And I just told him, I was like, just give it to God. Like, I was like, we'll be fine. Like worst yes. case scenario, you go back to the restaurant industry. But, you know, I was, I just, right. I've always felt, I don't know if it's just impulsiveness or just my trust in God that I knew we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> and he's, he's, yeah, he's, it's okay. he's more like, no, I'm, we're going to think on it for like a year and then make the decision. But yeah, yeah he's been with us. Um, I want to say almost a year now and he couldn't be happier. He gets to work with his hands every day. Aww. He gets to do something new every day. He manages his own schedule. He gets to manage a lot of like all of our trades. He gets to be creative. Um, and we do work together. And the fact that like, you know, we have the shop and stuff, but at the same time, we don't really work together. It's not like we're in each other's face all day, every day. I am okay. With, I'm on That's the design good. side and I'm like, this is what I want to yeah. do. And he's the executor. So he can tell me, yes, we can do that. Or no, we have to do it like this. And you know, okay, yeah. that's good. <laughs> I feel like that's so important. I, I can't even imagine working with Riley. Yeah. To be honest there was with you. no way <laughs> I don't, people would tell me 
time because we yeah. both worked at different Tommy Bahamas at one point. He was working at the one in Laguna Beach and I was working at the one in Corona Del Mar. And people were like, why don't you work together? And I was like, absolutely not. That sounds like a nightmare. I will. I was <laughs> like, I will never want him to be my boss. Um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, no, we're good. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then you guys opened up the shop, mm-hmm. um, which is so exciting. Thank Congratulations. You. I hate that it's so far. I'm like, I'm, I'm just like drooling every time you post. I'm like, I'm just dying, but, but people can buy online, can buy online now, online. right? Yeah, we just launched online. I want to say like two months ago. Um, and, very much and that's house by, house Hartman, by Hartman house. house. And it's very much your aesthetic. I see all the stuff that you're doing in your new home. Very mm-hmm. modern. Like all your decisions, you all your decisions. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes, girl. <laughs> I think I asked you about like a wall, uh, my white color, and you're like, I've never heard of it. I go, mm, yeah, that, that can't, can't be, be a good. good but it, ended, it turned out great. So, yeah, I think it's. I feel like I need your touch, oh, though. I, I, I will. You know what's funny? There are some designers that like are good with like you know architecture or good with like overall design or this. And then there's people that are really good at like like the little. Um, like, uh, like, the, like the decor stuff, right? Like the throw pillows and the little, you're so good at that. I think I started following you during COVID and then I just fell in love with you and I was like, oh my God, not only is she so sweet, but so talented. Um, you inspired me to do a gallery wall and that's why I did my gallery (gasps) wall. Yes. And I mean, gallery walls are not easy. Everybody that I've talked to that DIYs it, they always are like, oh my gosh, I almost got a divorce doing a gallery wall. (laughs) Uh, it's really hard. It's a lot of math. I couldn't do one myself. Hunter always does it. And he's literally like doing like, you know, calculation, figuring Uh, out the perfect I feel like you guys need to come up with templates we, we and then do. sell the we template. Because he uses a template. He makes his, like, he'll find a piece of cardboard in the garage. He'll make a template. And then that's how he figures out the spacing between every single one. And it, it comes out perfect every time. But, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. See, you guys seen it. You just print right. that and then, and just have, like, three there different styles. Yes. Site. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So can we talk about like some personal stuff now? Because you are so vulnerable on Instagram, which I find so refreshing because I feel like a lot of these designers and and people, they don't really, you don't really Mm -hmm. get to know them. And I feel like through your Instagram, we really get to know you. Um, And what I loved too was like, you're like, I don't care. You can unfollow me, but like, this is my truth. And I'm, you know, going to be honest. And I feel like that's what people really need to be honest with you. Um, And you were, you had gone through um, a sobriety um about how long how long ago Uh, was that that was probably three months ago and I try I was sober for four months and I just knew that like you know it was I think everybody went through you know during COVID I think everybody was probably drinking a little bit more because there was nothing to do drinking a little more a little bit earlier and I just felt like health wise like I just didn't feel healthy I felt like I was drinking more I wanted you know to lose weight there was yeah there was all kinds of reasons that I did it and I literally told myself I was like I'm gonna do this forever and then I just realized like (laughs) that I can't say I'm gonna do anything forever like it's just for me not realistic yeah so I did it for four months and I think it was like the break that I needed um and you know I just tried to you know set you know good, good, healthy boundaries. And, you know, but I still, I still enjoy, you know, having a drink. Um, well, I'm proud of you. That's good. No. And you were honest about it. And I, and I loved that. Um, and then recently you were sharing about, well, I'll let you tell your story, but, um, recently you just, um, 
did a DNA test. It was like a, it was a 23 uh, Ancestry me? DNA. Oh, mm-hmm. Ancestry DNA. Um, so tell us about that. Cause I feel like this is such a crazy, this is like a, a Netflix <laughs> type of story. Everybody I talk to, they're like, <laughs> a lady I talked to, she was like, I feel like I'm watching a novella, like a Spanish soap yeah. opera. Um, and so many people yes. are like, oh my gosh, this is like a movie. Um, even my senior designer came in. She was like, you are the real life Mamma Mia. And I was like, I've never seen Mamma Mia. She's like, you need to watch it. It's like, Neither it's literally I. your life. Apparently it's my life, but okay. Okay. So break it down. Okay. So, um, I was raised by my stepdad, George. Um, He was in my life since I was two. And I grew up thinking that (laughs) there's funny, there's funny moments because I remember specifically calling him George when I was little, but I also like just, he was the only man in my life. So um, I always thought that was my dad. And my mom told me when I was 12 that it wasn't my dad. And that was like really hard for me to take. And then he also, you know, confirmed what my mom had said. And my mom had always had. Are you an only child? Um, I, at that point, I was. So I was twelve. Okay. And then my brother Diego was born um, when I was twelve. So him and I are twelve years apart. And then Joaquin and I are twenty-one years apart. So. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So uh, my dad confirmed that I, you know, that I wasn't his, and my mom had given me a name. Um. She had told me, let's just say, I'll just say his first name, Brian. She had told me my real dad's name was Brian, and she got pregnant with me when she was 19, and um, she moved to California from New Mexico, and um, she found out that she was pregnant when she moved to California. And the story she had told me was that she told him, and he either didn't believe her, or he just didn't want anything to do with the pregnancy, or me. So, um, I was always raised just thinking like, Oh, he did he knew about me. He didn't want me. Uh, so I never had, uh, like an urge to want to meet him. Cause I thought like, you know, why would I want to meet him when he's never wanted to meet me? Right. Uh, and then recently my mother-in-law, Gina, her and her sister, she's one of five. One of her sisters, Drew, um, does the ancestry DNA and she does it just cause they're fascinated by like, you know, their lineage and putting together their family tree. So she was doing it for those reasons. And lo and behold, they found out that they have two brothers that they never <gasps> even knew about. And... <laughs> Yeah, on Ancestry DNA too, it gives you the breakdown, so it'll show you like this mom person. side, dad side. Um, it'll show you parent one, parent two, unless those parents have also done Ancestry DNA. Okay, but it'll show you like if you and I were related, it'll show you our percentage, and it'll say this person's likely a first cousin or a brother or sister or a mom or dad or okay. something like. Okay, yes, that. I because I think I did twenty three. I mean, I think it has the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So they found out that they had two brothers and. Um, they were messaging on the like online and they ended up meeting those brothers and they look just like them. Like they have the same nose, the same facial features. They were putting like puzzle pieces together of like how they remember knowing each other and like being at each other's house when they were really little. And so they're trying to, all of their parents have passed. So they can't even ask their parents like, Hey, what happened here? You know, because they're, they all passed away. So they're now just getting to know each other and they're all in their fifties and sixties. So seeing that made me very interested in not so much knowing about my dad, but knowing if I had siblings. Um, 
So literally that day that I found out about my mother-in-law having two brothers, I did like a background check on what I thought was my dad. Yeah. And I was able to find his social media pages. He hadn't been on in like five years, but I found his sons. And I reached out to his sons, and you know, on Facebook and just sent them this crazy message that was like, I know this is going to sound nuts, but um, I, your dad is my dad, pretty much. You know, my mom told me, uh, she told me when I was 12, but I never reached out. Uh, I didn't want to reach out until now. And then I told them the story about like what my mother-in-law went through. And that's why, you know, I had the urge to do it now. And obviously they were all shocked. I think they all messaged each other. They told their dad. Their dad remembered like my mom, but vaguely. And he was very like uh, skeptical and was like, well, I'll believe it when I have some proof. Um, So what I thought was my brother, you know, I had told him like, would you do, if I pay for it, would you do Ancestry DNA? And he was like, oh, I already ordered it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like it felt so good. And like, I had already talked to him on the phone for like over an hour and um, I ordered also the Ancestry DNA kit. And then uh, at the time my parents were in North Carolina and like I told my mom what I was doing. And I remember her being not like super stoked about it. She was like very... In the beginning, when she knew about my mother-in-law going through everything, you know, my mom was like, oh, yeah, you do have siblings. Like, you know, your dad had other kids. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this. She goes, yeah, you can find his sister on here. And she knew, like, she was giving me all kinds of information. And then all of a sudden, when she knew that I had ordered the Ancestry DNA, she's like, are you sure this is something you want to do? I don't know if you should go through with it. This is not going to only affect your life. This is going to affect my life. It's going to affect your stepdad's life. And I was really upset because I was like, this is my journey. Like you shouldn't even honestly like have a say in this. Like I would like to know my other side of my family. Right. And, um, we just kind of didn't talk about it for a couple weeks. And then I would always kind of bring it up. And finally, um, she pulled me like to their, their backyard. We were over there for like Memorial day weekend. My whole family was there. She pulled me in the backyard and she was like, I could tell on her face that she oh, just had no. like, a huge confession. And I was like, what? And she was like, her eyes were welling up. And I was like, she goes, the reason why I've been so, you know, defensive and like scared and like not wanting you to do this, uh, is because I don't know who your real dad is. And she was like, it could be one of two men. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you've been telling me this one name since right. I was 12. Right. Uh, and, and created and I, a narrative, right, for you this whole time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was under the impression that I was Puerto Rican, that my family oh, was shit. From, yeah, right. that my family was from New York, because uh, those were the facts that I had known about him. I had only seen a couple pictures of him, but I was like, oh, I knew that they that that family was from New York, that they were Puerto Rican. So this whole time, my whole life, I'm like, oh, I'm You're Puerto like, Rican. I'm Puerto Rican, <laughs> right? I, I literally mean, thought I was, I thought it was J Lo, like Jenny from the Block. <laughs> Uh, I literally, Hunter was like, what if you're related to J-Lo? I was like, I'm going to message her and be like, what up, cuz? All that. We can laugh about this now, but I mean, it's so, but like that, that is so impressionable on a young girl, right? Like, this is is where you think you came from. Yeah. And what was your reaction when she told you that? Oh, I was like pissed. Yeah. I was like 
emotional, crying, angry, confused, upset. Um, you know, I had already been talking to what I thought was my family for like two months. Uh, so, you know, I felt embarrassed because I had also told them like, well, I know this for a fact because like why my mom wouldn't, you know, lie. Like, you know, so I had already been defending her and, you know, I'm like, this is one million percent without a doubt factual. I am your sister. And then to hear that, I'm like, well, now I look like an idiot, you know? Right. Um, So then she kind of started giving me facts about the other man. And I was like, well, who's the other guy? And his name is Charlie. Um, and I was like, why tell me Brian, you know, all this time. And I guess that, that that was the last person she had been with before she found out she was pregnant. But I think that there was like crossover at some point, you know, she was 19 and, you know, I was angry with my mom for probably like a couple weeks. And, but at the same time, like I got like when I, when the dust settled, I understood yeah. I remember myself at 19, like, totally. you know, you're not the same person. Like you make crazy decisions. Like, and I know all this time, like all she was trying to do was protect me. And, um, she held a lot of guilt. She held a lot of shame. I don't think that she ever thought that I would actually pursue finding my real biological father. So she just yeah. kind of was like, she'll just never under the rug. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and now, you know, once she, once she told me the name, I was like, well, who do you, in your heart of hearts, like, who do you think it is? And she yeah. was like, Charlie. And I was like, oh my gosh, why? And she's like, you just look exactly like him. Like you look just like him. You look like that side. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I obviously went back into investigative mode and started like looking up those family members online, like on Facebook yeah. and I found him. But again, um, he hadn't been on in like five on Facebook in like five years. So I was like, I'm And when you saw him originally, like, did your heart drop? Like, were you no. like, holy shit, we his look pictures, alike? His pictures were very dated. Like it was very oh, okay. hard for me to like see any kind of resemblance. But his daughter, like I found, I mean, you know us girls. Like I feel like if we needed like I could be a detective, like that. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So I was like going deep years passed and like I found his daughter and then I found her page and um I could see little small resemblances between me and her and she's 24 and I'm 36 and I was like okay so this could also possibly be my dad but I'm not gonna reach out until I get the results from ancestry.com because I don't want to go and like disrupt a whole nother family right um, if I don't have to because it could still be Brian so um I got the ancestry DNA results literally I don't know it's probably been two weeks like two weeks ago I was staying at the Scott Hotel with Hunter in Berlin and they came through and it gives you first off like your um all of your ethnicity like and your percentages and then it gives you um like you can do a search for anybody who else is in the system and I already knew that what I thought was my half-brother he was in the system okay pull him up and we are zero percent match like (gasps) zero and um also like that last name was nowhere to be found in my ancestry yeah um but even though it's kind of interesting how it works even though um my dad and like my biological dad and my sister 
even though neither of them have ever done ancestry DNA, it pulls up like other people in that family who have done it. And uh, I would say there was like at least 30 of that last name in my DNA profiles. Of, yeah. of like and of like second cousins or like oh, something yeah. like as that. Close as, as close as first cousins too. So oh, yeah, it categorizes it. So you, you'll usually get like your first closest family matches and then like first cousins, second cousins, they're all the yep. way down. And like, you'll have like thousands of people. Um, but yeah, that last name was just all in my, and I wouldn't know, like, we don't have anybody in that with that last name otherwise. Yeah. So I sent the same message to what I, you know, my new half sister. Oh, copy and, and paste. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> and, um, she messaged me back right away and was like, this is crazy. I asked her if she wanted to meet. She was like, yeah, I can meet you today. She came down to the Scott that day with her best friend. Where does she live? She lives 30 minutes away from me. Shut up. I know. And I thought about it. I'm like, gosh, like, go figure. Like, I could be living in California still. Like, this is all just timing. You know, God's timing was perfect. So, yeah, she came and we talked for a few hours. And she couldn't stop staring at me. She was just like, you look exactly like our dad like it's scary no and she said like my mannerisms how I talk my boy like there's so much she and she even said she was like I thought I look like my dad she was like you look like our dad like and oh she it makes me want to cry <gasps> she brought pictures of him and that was the first time that I had seen like good like pictures where I'm like holy crap you know and yeah I look like I have his eyebrows, his eyes, his smile, his dimples. I always wondered where I got my dimples because nobody on my mom's side has them. He has huge dimples. Like, anyway, so she obviously went and told her whole family that day. And um, how emotional were you guys bawling? So were you guys just happy, or what was what was first. it? Was she mad Not at him? First. No, she actually hasn't talked to him. Um, I think she said since 2014. His situation's kind of complicated. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's also out here. He's in Tempe, Arizona. Um, oh, okay. And um, so she, she, you know, we talked for a little bit. And then the next day, I arranged for her and her boyfriend. They came over to our house. And she met Hunter and Berlin. And then that's the first day that we got really emotional. Um, they pulled up. And I had told Berlin the story. Like, you know. And it's really hard. Like, imagine telling a seven-year-old. Like, okay, yeah. my dad is not my dad. But Papa right. is going to be your papa he's always going to be dad to me but you know I have a different dad and guess what now you have an aunt yeah <laughs> right she was, she was just stoked probably, to have an aunt was yeah. she because oh. she has two uncles and it's like she's the only girl so right. you know she gets super ex- and Mia my sister is just super girly and loves makeup and like all the stuff that Berlin loves Berlin ran out and like hugged her so tight and Mia just instantly started bawling. And then I instantly started bawling. So we're just out there crying for like two minutes straight in the street. And then, um, yeah. I love how you're already calling her your sister. Like you clearly have like that kind of like connection and chemistry. It was instant. And I literally changed her name in my phone. Like, I think her name was Mia in my phone for like two days. And then I changed it to sister. And I told oh. showed Hunter and Hunter was like, you're so extra. <laughs> <laughs> Even my brothers, my brothers met her and, um, 
my brother Diego, he's 20. They're the same age. They're literally like a month apart. He was like, what am I in your phone? And I was like, Diego. And he was like, I'm your brother. First impressions are everything. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, you need issue. The easiest way to make your creative ideas come to life and share everywhere you want to be seen. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flip books and brochures and so much more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy to view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without formatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and it's ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. You can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give a more customized experience. So get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code humble. That's I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and use promo code humble at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code humble. Okay, you guys know that I recently bought a house and I will say, thankfully, I had an amazing realtor who knew what she was doing. So it made my process pretty seamless, I have to say. I mean, there's a lot to it, but it made it pretty seamless. Um, And good news is that there's a podcast that cares about helping people navigate the entire home buying process. so you need to go listen to how to buy a home podcast. I honestly wish I I had listened to this prior to buying my home because I feel like it would have probably set me up to ask the right questions with my realtor um, and sort of just have like a good idea on what I'm doing because I really went into it completely blind. Um, but host David Sedoni is an industry expert with years of experience who's been helping first time home buyers figure out how to buy a home in every kind of real estate market imaginable. He connects first-time home buyers with the best realtors in the area who won't blow you off um, and are actually going to help you get from A to Z. So in the How to Buy a Home podcast, he answers questions like, how the hell do I do this in 2022? And what about like the horror stories, like lines at open houses, which by the way, that's what I was going through. The bidding wars, which I also went through. <laughs> Um, and then no one being able to just buy a house. Um, and what if I'm not ready? And how do I even start? Can I buy a home with a $600 uh, or 600 credit score? And the answer is yes. He will help you do all of this. And actually, he says that the higher your credit score, the better your rate. Um but you can still buy with a 600 credit score, by the way. David has helped make buying a home a reality for so many people all over the US. So if you're thinking about buying a home next month or next year or in the next five years, David can help you no matter what stage you're in. He can even connect with a great realtor in your area. The guy has amazing, an amazing network. So start your path today with How to Buy a Home podcast and make this the last year you rent. Go listen to How to Buy a home podcast today with David and yeah, find how to buy a home on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Has your mom met her? Yeah, they, um, we got both families together last weekend. We did a barbecue at my parents' house. Was and your, da- she, your dad wasn't there? Um, your your biological father. No. Okay, so no I one has it. seen him. She, um, he, she was raised knowing him, but I think he was quickly out of the picture. And, um, yeah, she hasn't really had a relationship with him. As far as I know, she said, like, they haven't been super close since she was probably, like, seven. And, um, he knows about me, um, as far as I, yeah, we've, we've had friends that have talked to him and told him. I think he's still kind of skeptical. He's in shock, obviously. It's like, oh, you have a daughter and she's 36 and she also has a daughter. So you have a granddaughter. And, um, you know, my mom had never told him anything, you know, she kind of moved to California and just raised me. And then my stepdad quickly got into the picture. So he never even knew of me. So I don't know if it's still, um, just shocking for him or like he's maybe I, I honestly don't know I'm I'm kind of at the point I, I'm not going to reach out to him until he reaches out to me and if he really? wants to if he wants to meet then I'll meet but it like I said his situation is kind of complicated so got it but it's and been a get, oh my god I know I that's that's just absolutely crazy I feel like I mean go and wait did, and then did you tell the other brothers well the ones that you thought they yes. were brothers yes and so what, what did they um, say? i told i told them before i even reached out to mia because we saw obviously on ancestry that we were zero percent and um oh i also forgot to mention uh when my mom told me about the other guy that it could be she reached out to that family and um kind of apologized and was like i'm i'm sorry like um it, you know, for any hurt I might have caused, but you know, I'm, you know, well, that's nice. She, she pretty much told him like, I didn't tell my daughter the truth. And now she's, you know, searching for her biological father and it could be one of two people. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry if, you know, you guys have developed relationships. And, uh, so they had already known that it might be him or not. Um, yeah. so when we saw I mean, that's, this- that's amazing for your mom to do that. That's like taking full accountability and she's probably going through her own emotional, like, you know, yeah. Like you said, shame and just being embarrassed about it. For sure. Um, so they had already messaged me what I thought was my brother's. They messaged, you know, he messaged me and said, you know, um, you know, best of luck. And he was just so kind and they were just, you know, they're all from the same small town. So I I think a lot of the families know each other too. And so he was like, um, he even knew who my dad was, uh, my biological, he was like, look for this name. And I had already known, oh, but really? yeah. Um, but he was very just like graceful and kind and like, you know, they just wished me the best. And, um, we're actually, I think we're still all friends on Facebook and, um, it's funny cause it's like, oh, we thought we were brothers and sisters. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. And your so phone, it's like, not quite my brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, oh my yeah. god that's insane so and then you're so me your sister she's the only girl or she's 
The only only one, one. yeah, okay. from um, as far as we know. Like, I, you know, I even said, I said, are there other siblings? And she goes, nope, as far as we know, like, we're the only ones. And, um, yeah, her mom and him were also never married. They were, like, you know, together for a little bit. And then okay. they had the, uh, yeah, so. My gosh. But Did your crazy, mom ever say, like, was your mom in love with him? Or was it just like a... I don't think so. I think it was just like a young fling. I think she yeah. was honestly like, it was a small town. It sounds like, um, you know, I think that she was probably like, she, it sounds like she was hooking up with him on and off for like a couple months. Yeah. And then there was that other guy that was like a one time thing. And that's got you know, it. We overlapped. Yep. Um, yeah. And I was shocked. She never wanted to tell me she was like, well, I didn't. And I was like, mom, you think that I had never, you know, gone through, you know, that stuff, you know, one, one night stand or, you know, yeah. you know, had things when I was young, like, so, um, yeah, I think everything is squashed now. She's still, <laughs> she's very like, like, if, I'm not, I don't want to say embarrassed, but like, you know, she knows how open I am on Instagram and she is like, yeah. I don't know that she is quite like a hundred percent on board with like how much I share. Um, but I told her, I was like, I want you to do a live with me, um, because you'd be shocked how many messages I got. Um, hold on, let me let this guy in. Yeah. He's bad. You would be shocked at how many... Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. You'd be shocked at how many messages I got from people that are not only like on the search for their biological parent, but more so... Um, women who wanted to know, like, what my mom said, like, how that conversation went, because they also have a child who thinks their dad or, you know, th their dad is their real dad, but they're like, but it's not, and I don't know how to have that conversation. How to, like, break it to them. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I know, and I think sometimes, you know, I, I know we can all feel embarrassed and all that, but I mean sometimes just sharing your story just makes the biggest difference. You know, I mean, you obviously sure. know you have a platform and it does, and it feels like a weight is lifted once you do actually get that off your chest. Yeah. I hope that she does. I mean, on her, on her own terms, obviously, but I hope she does. And I feel like, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I give her, I give her like credit for the way that she actually handled it. Obviously she could have done it a lot sooner, you know, but, um, but at least she told you, I know, I know some people that never told, you know, yeah, they I take mean, it to the grave. Yeah. My mother-in-law's parents or, you know, they're her dad that, you know, had two sons and never exactly. told them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I definitely commend her now. You know, I understand like in hindsight, um, yeah, she could have told me so many different times, but now like I, we kind of line up, would I have been living in Arizona? Would I, would Mia be like, you know a hop skip and a jump away from me you know would right. we be would we be as close if we were younger you know I think that like timing is everything I think that you know God definitely had his full hand in this and like I found out right when I was supposed to find out and now like we're both um people asked me yesterday on my Instagram they were like do you think that after all the newness wears off that you and your sister are still going to be like super close and I was like I actually do because 
look at my brother and I, um, like I said, he's 24, I'm 36. So him and me are the same age. And as we've both gotten older, we've gotten closer and we actually enjoy spending time together and we can confide in each other. And, you know, we go to lunch together, we go out together. Um, you know, he comes over and like, we hang out on a different level now than we did, you know, when he was, a teenager and, you know, I was in college. Uh, And it's the same with Mia. Like, it's almost like we just have these built-in best friends now, you know? Yeah. Because I think that if you guys had met, like, when you were 15, you may have, like, met once or twice, but then you have your own lives and you go and you, and then you probably always would have thought, like, I wonder what happened to her. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, the way that it, the way that it happened was totally like God said, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we think so 1 million percent. And it's funny. We've literally, since we found out about each other, we've talked every single day. We probably see, we've seen each other like every other a day. Um, I mean, I can't believe she's 30 minutes from you. 30 minutes. Yeah. And like yesterday we met for coffee. Uh, the other night we went to dinner. She's come to my house and I am like, like Hunter even told me, he was like, are you sure not overdoing it? Like he thinks that I am going to like bombard her. And I was like, she texts like scare me. her off. Yeah. I was like, she messages me just as much as I message her. Like I think I'm probably the first person she messages in the morning. I usually have a text from her, like right when I wake up. Oh my uh, God. I love that. And it's funny. Cause when we were hanging out the other night, one of her friends messaged her and they were like, what you find out you have a sister and you just forget about all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally how it's been. We've just been like, like, I think we're just kind of, you know, trying to make Get to up know for each other. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. But that makes been- me so happy. I feel like the, it just, I, I don't know. It, it just goes to show that, you know, there is something I think bigger than us oh, and everything happens for a reason. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it, it, that turned out to be a positive story. Did you ever watch the, um, our father on Netflix. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I hope, I hope you don't have like 64 siblings out there, but, no, <laughs> but if you I did, you would have a very don't. big group chat. <laughs> no, I don't think our dad was, you know, uh, giving his sperm to all yeah. kinds of women <laughs> and, uh, just making tons of spawn. No, yeah. sounds like, it sounds like we're the only ones. And, um, I think, I think eventually I, I'll probably end up meeting him. Um, and then, you know, that'll be a whole nother story. And I'll let people know how that goes. I know. I feel, like I, would, I feel like I would have so many questions. I feel like I would be so eager to reach out. But you feel like you yeah. want to wait for him? Yeah, it's just, like I said, his situation is kind of different. And, um, yeah, I'm going to wait until. And because he, you know, like like I said, Mia hasn't had a relationship with him. Right. Uh, and that was his doing, not her doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I look at that as a mother to a daughter. Like I could not ever imagine not being in my daughter's life, you know, yeah. even yeah. if she want, didn't want anything to do with me, I'd be like, too bad. I'm your mom. I'm going to be in your life for the rest of your, you know, forever. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard for me and Hunter to like uh, understand why someone would voluntarily not be in their daughter's life. So like for me, um, just seeing the fact that like he knew about Mia, this, you know, he's known about Mia his whole life and he just had, he hasn't really been um, a father to her. I, I, you know, it's made me like, I don't know if I really want to meet him 
I don't know that I really respect him, you know, and it's also made me so much more grateful um, for my stepdad who's been in my life since I was two, you know. That's actually a really great point. What was his, did he feel like, oh, you know, she's going to look at me differently or she's not, she's going to love me less or no. He was um, so supportive and he's a man of very few words. He's um, a retired firefighter from LA County and, um, we, we actually have him working for us a lot because before he retired from the fire department, he was a professional painter. Okay. So now that he's retired, I think sometimes he gets bored. So he comes on to a lot of our client projects as our painter. I love um, that. But he, I asked him, I was like, dad, how do you feel about everything? And he was like, I don't, he was like, I don't think he has like, nec- he's just very happy for me. Like he knows Aww. like how important this was for me to get closure and for me to get answers and he's excited that you know I'm excited to have a sister and they all met and it was it literally could not have gone better that day that they all met um our families are so similar it, it was like um so crazy I mean think of, think of your you know traditional Mexican barbecue like it yeah like that like we're like, all family yeah everybody <laughs> and it made us both me and Mia just so happy because we we're like oh my gosh this is going to be what it's like now like Christmases yeah. and holidays and barbecues and stuff so and the yeah, moms met yeah our moms met <laughs> uh, me and Mia oh. called them the two baby mamas we're like we're gonna introduce <laughs> the baby mamas um, oh my yeah, and they got along oh so well and everybody was just I mean her mom like the minute she saw me she just like welled up with tears and was just oh. like you look just like Charlie like she every every time I would laugh, like she would like laugh and cry. She was like, and then, like look so at you, weird. staring at you. Yeah, yeah. She was just staring at me, and uh, I was like, "Is it weird?" She was like, "It's so weird." Um, and yeah, we're going. Uh, me, Hunter Berlin, Mia, and her boyfriend. We're going in two weeks to New Mexico to visit our grandma and our aunts and our cousins. So we're all going to see them, and uh, like I'll get to meet them for the first time. Oh my God. It just gets better and better. Like your family's, I mean, like your family literally grew overnight. Overnight. And I was like, I think that's Hunter. Hunter thinks that's the coolest part is that he's like, you have a grandma that's alive. And like Berlin has a great grandma. Like it's crazy. Both of us all, you know, all of our grandparents have passed and, um, you know, she's never been able to meet anyone. And my grandma is just so cute she's tiny she has the littlest voice i talked to her on the phone a couple times and she's like hi miha like she speaks spanish oh yeah she speaks spanish she's so cute and um sounds like she's an amazing cook so i was like oh i can't wait she's gonna make i'm surprised that her generation i mean i feel like that generation would have been like no 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 i don't i don't want like i don't believe it or i I don't know like more skeptical yeah yeah i think um yeah, it, it was actually shocking to me too. My mom even asked; she was like, "They didn't ask for proof, or right. like, you know? and they're like, I said, welcome to the family." Yeah, no, I even asked them. I said, "My mom was shocked. You guys don't want proof," and they were like, "They were like looking at you. Your is face is proof." Yeah, enough. yeah. Apparently, well, I not only look like my dad, but like if you saw his my aunts, like yeah. I look a lot like my aunts, and like our laughs are this like it's the littlest things like our laughs are the same our mannerisms are the same like um not only that but like you can see my ancestry dna and their last name is like everywhere in it like their cousins like are in it like as my cousins you That's know so crazy 
Oh my, I have an aunt who we did because she always said, she's like, that's not my dad. That's not my dad. And this, my mom has four sisters or three sisters. Mm-hmm. So there were four girls. And, um, the, the youngest was really tall, really dark skin, uh, and just different, just different than, yeah. than the other girls. And, um, growing up, she was like, I, you know, I, I know I'm not, you know, my dad's daughter and blah, blah. And then, you know, years later, like a couple years ago, they, my mom took a test and, um, I think, I think two of my aunts took a test. I don't remember, but it, and my sister took a test mm-hmm. and on my sisters, it showed up that my aunt was almost like a, um, like a, like a tia. Okay. Like, a, like an aunt or something like, it, yeah. or, or sorry, not, not, not a tia, like, like a cousin. Oh, okay, um, okay. like it didn't show that, that, it, and it would have shown like, oh, like she should have been an aunt or she should have been, yeah. you know, but she wasn't, um, and, yeah. and it didn't. Yeah. And it showed, I think on my mom's as well, like mm-hmm. that she was like, not a sister. Yeah. It's crazy. Like even, um, when I talked to my mother-in-law's sister about doing ancestry DNA. I had asked her, I was like, did you do 23andMe? Did you do ancestry DNA? So this is before I yeah. had done everything. And she was like, ancestry DNA. She was like, but I'm going to tell you, she's like the same thing that somebody told me. She was like, every DNA kit should come with a warning label. Cause like, yes, you just don't, you're, I don't even think like half of us are prepared to find out what we're going to find out. I agree. And it's very emotional. It's very, you know, overwhelming. It's frustrating. And then it's also like, I don't know, it's so bittersweet. Like for me, it's bittersweet because I'm like, holy crap, I have a sister and I have this whole other great family, but it's also like, but then I have this dad that like, who knows, like, right. you know, if I will ever meet him and then, um, but do you feel like you, you I yeah, mean, at so least you like, got like somewhat of answers this is all that I wanted. Like this was honestly my goal and everything. Um, I was, I was fully aware regardless of what guy it was going to be out of the two guys. I knew that both like either of them were not in such great situations. So like I didn't have such huge expectations. My mom told me, you know, we grew up in this small town. I don't think, you know, you're going to be very happy with either of the outcomes. But that was never my goal. My goal was really just to find out if I had other siblings and I found out and I was so excited because when I first thought that it was the other dad, I was like, more brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was like, no, I was like, I had two brothers. (laughs) And then I found out that I had a sister and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I feel like I've always like longed for a sister. the kind of person that's just meant to, to have a yeah, sister. Yeah. Um, so, I think you're right, yeah, though. I think it is like a warning. You need to have like a warning side because I feel like people listening right now, they may be curious about, you know, their situation. They might want to go out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like be cautious, sort of be ready for whatever you're going to find. Um, and then for like sure. it's, a, it's almost like let go and let God. You know what I mean? Like you just exactly. have to yeah. um, release it and just sort of go with it. Yeah. And you're not always going to get the answers that you want. Um, and let me see, sorry, somebody's trying to call me. I think, yeah, you're not always going to get the answers that you want and you have to be, you just have to be okay with that. I think. Yeah. Um, and like for me, like just having, gosh, like I said, it was an emotional roller coaster and just setting my expectations kind of like, like just almost having no expectations was the best best thing for me to do. And then also like reflect, like lots of self-reflection, especially if you're, you're a 
child out there, like looking for a biological parent, um, just preparing yourself and like reflecting on like what you do have and where you are. And like, for me, it was just so like, I am so grateful that my stepdad raised me because I would be in a completely different situation. And I literally like that first week that I found out about my biological father, I was just thanking God for my stepdad and like him to my life. I told my mom, I was like, you better be thanking your lucky stars that he brought you to her. I was like, you better be giving him everything he wants, (laughs) all the golf he wants. Like, and my dad was just, he's just laughing. And I'm just, I told him, I was like, I'm just so grateful for you. And like, I get emotional even just talking about it because like, I, our situation would have been so much you would different. Have been different. Yeah. I, yeah. It would have been different. There, there would be, I don't think I would have, I don't even think I would be living over here. I think I would be in a much yeah. worse off situation. And I am just, everything, everything does happen for a it reason. I'm so happy yeah. for you. Oh my God. It's crazy. What a happy ending. And you'll have to come back if, if more yeah. things are to unravel, but oh, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being open. I know it's not, um, it's not easy, you know, to talk about these things, but I feel like if someone's listening who is questioning it or, you know, has something similar going on in their life, just know that, you know, just, um, just you're not, you're alone. not alone. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you for telling us that story. I'm, you're so welcome. Yes. Thank you for having me. Oh my on. God. You're so awesome. welcome. Um, so you're going to come out are, by the way, you should come out with your sister in California. Oh, we would love to. That'd be she so fun. We'll put you guys right? in a cottage at Lido House and, and then we'll all get together and have dinner. Oh. I want to meet her. <laughs> eat all the food yes. from your chef. Yes. I would love it. Um, thank you so much. And where can everybody find you? They can find me on Instagram. It's at Hartman underscore house spelled H-A-U-S. Um, and then also if they're looking for the shop, it's house by Hartman House dot co awesome thank you so much thanks Bye. bye thank you all so much i hope you enjoyed that uh episode and please make sure to go rate and review um this podcast i really appreciate it i got a lot of messages uh asking how to do it um which if you don't know how to do it just go depending on where you listen to your podcast but if you are on apple uh just go straight to um the actual little icon scroll all the way down and then you'll see a bunch of stars just click that little five star add a little comment a little nice comment if you can um, and it, you know, makes a world of difference for me. So I appreciate you all and I hope you have a beautiful week. Remember, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.